Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Maximizers. This is Podcast 452. Kurt Mortensen here. Official title being Maximize Your Influence as we take a deep dive into persuasion, motivation, influence, leadership, charisma, and today, self-persuasion. If you can't persuade yourself, you can't persuade other people. In fact, in laws of charisma, I call it self-charisma. This self-persuasion, this self-charisma, this ability to lead yourself spills over into every aspect of your life, spills over into your charisma. I mean, if you're not feeling it, if you're not in the right state, it's very difficult to motivate yourself, motivate others. You know what we're talking about. We're going to focus on that today. So stay tuned. Buckle up. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Not much happened this week. Did a few things here and there, but just a standard average week that you have to have every once in a while. Hope you're plugging forward, achieving your goals, applying a new influence tool a week. Appreciate your email. Hey, send it out to Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. When you use your email on the podcast, you get the free version, the free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. Everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com from the archives to your free book, Maximum Influence, the latest edition. Pick up a little shipping and handling to your free persuasion IQ assessment to everything else you need to know from your beginning to advanced training. So let's dive into it. Sometimes we do a persuasion blunder. This time it's a persuasion ninja. Go. All right, this is a radio ad. I've heard this in various parts of the country. I was trying to track down Big Lou who sells insurance, life insurance. I'm thinking he's out of Florida. I want to give credit where credit's due, but I'm not 100%. But people selling insurance. He's selling life insurance. And I'm calling this as a ninja. And what he does is he handles the, what I call the, uh, yeah, but, well, my area is different. Well, my position's different. Well, I'm a little bit different. That doesn't apply to me. That's for other people. People create these excuses in their mind that it doesn't apply to them. That's for other people. It won't work for them. When I'm marketing influence training, yeah, but you know, my area, my niche, it's pretty much the same. You have to adapt it. Same potatoes change the gravy, but people just that knee-jerk reaction, the yeah, but I'm different, it's a different area, it's a different circumstance, it's a different nuance, we get it all the time. Which every once in a while is true, but 80-90% of what's going on applies to that person. So he's really good at the uh, yeah, but, that's other people. So the first one I heard, you know, life insurance. And so the yeah, but for some people like, well, I'm on meds, I'll never get it, I have these health issues, and he handled it. He's all, it doesn't matter if you have health issues. It doesn't matter if you're taking medication for blood pressure or cholesterol. He's like, hey, I'm Big Lou. I'm on meds too. <laughs> so I use it as a rhyme. There's a theme, which is persuasive. That's for another podcast. But he's uh, took away the yeah, but. Well, I'm different than most. I'll never get it. He put it right in there. Then he was talking about having life insurance for a spouse. Well, you know, I'm on spouse two or three. Does it apply to me? That sort of thing. He's like, hey. And he goes into and talks about it. doesn't matter if you've had two or three spouses. He's like, hey, Big Lou, I'm on spouse number two. <laughs> so just kind of humor. The theme, the rhyme is very good for remembering it. So a couple points for that. A couple points for 
taking away the excuse right away up front. So check it out. Look it up. Just a good ninja, good way to influence, to take away the excuses up front, have a little theme, a little rhyme, make it memorable. We might need to say plus 50 points on that one. So good job, Big Lou. <laughs> so let's dive into the geeky scholarly article, which is going to bring us into our content for today. The content on being bold, having courage, being brave, which is part of that self-persuasion. Because when you are the opposite, wimpy, timid, and you lack that confidence, who's going to be influenced by you? You don't even believe in your own message. At least that's how you're coming across. So this was actually a tangent I took, I think it's probably two weeks ago. Marilyn brought it up as far as being more confident, being more bold, having more courage. Where's that coming from? So it's coming from that. And Marilyn, for bringing it up, I'm going to go ahead and give you the gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. So kudos to you. So let's get into this research. Because when you think about having that courage, I mean, we've heard quotes like, I'm not even sure who said it. You have to risk losing the race to be able to win it. Love it. I've always loved the quote, you see this a lot of time in professional sports or any sports across the board to where the team's having some success, they're starting to win, and then the coach starts playing the game not to lose. Instead of playing the game to win, they shift. Oh, they're all timid. They're not taking the risks they used to. And so reality is when you're playing the game not to lose, you're going to lose. You always play all the way throughout the game, the game of life to win. That is the key. The challenge is, though, sometimes we lose, we face a setback, it hurts, we're embarrassed, what if it happens again, we think a worst-case scenario. But I've always loved that every time you lose, face a setback, hit a challenge, an obstacle, whatever it is, you're closer to victory, you're closer to achieving your goals. So this research comes from the American Sociological Review, talking a lot about courage. And a lot of this comes from when I was doing research for laws of charisma and leadership. Basically, the first one is courage is one of the main attributes possessed by leaders who motivate followers to outstanding achievements. Because if they don't have the courage, why would people listen? Why would they care? Are they really not a product of the product? They're not doing what they're asking other people to do? How is someone that's timid, has a lack of courage, <laughs> is always pessimistic, going to motivate me? So courage. Really believe in what you're doing. Being genuine, authentic, genuine could be in that same category. It also goes on to talk about the courage is integral to the charismatic appeal of leaders. And they use great examples like Moses, leading the Jews out of Egypt. Abraham Lincoln, leading the U.S. through civil war and freeing the slaves. Martin Luther King, you know, advancing civil rights in the United States. Each one of these had the courage to face the challenges. And I'm going to add just not putting merit into what other people were saying. Because in each one of those situations, there were naysayers, negative people. There were me, people, Dean comments, people that wanted to take them out, but they had the courage. It didn't matter. They had their mission. They were following their heart. They knew what they needed to do. They had that courage. And that is the key. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Because you have to have courage to have those uncomfortable conversations. Can't always hide behind being nice. As a leader, sometimes you have to stand up. Yep, you got to handle the hard stuff. So ultimately, when people talk about being bold or brave, the quote comes up. And this quote's used in many military services around the world. 
It's a translation from a Latin proverb. And again, we see this all over the world. You've heard it before, fortune favors the bold. Now, sometimes it's translated as brave or the strong. You get it, you understand it. But I want to take the word bold and let's dissect it. Let's create an acronym of ways to be more bold, have more courage, stand out, be more charismatic, be more motivated, and bottom line, make it easier to influence other people. So again, it's an acronym, bold. Let's start with the B. Mentioned the word already. That's being brave. That's when you have the heart, the spirit, the courage to correct, the courage to do what's right, the courage to follow your heart, the courage to deal with Aunt Edna and all those negative people that are going to tell you all the reasons why it won't work or why you shouldn't do it or why fill in the blank, right? And so this is part of that. And it's interesting when you look at charisma and leadership and courage, we have to take a look at blame. When you have the courage, you own up. <laughs> yeah, I blew it. I made a mistake. I apologize. I'm sorry. Those people that are always pointing fingers, blaming others, it's not their fault. They don't have the courage. Courageous people say, yeah, I blew it. I made a mistake. And they have the courage to apologize, to admit they're wrong, to admit they have failed. It's okay. No one's perfect. But if you pretend to be perfect, that it's never your fault, not only do you lose trust and lose friends, right? You've got to own up to it. So it's standing up. And I know it's not your favorite thing a lot of times to have that corrective conversation, that hard performance review, to let someone know that it's not working out or they need to change or improve something in their lives. I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but you have the courage to do it. I mean, I'm sure you'd rather watch a movie and eat chocolate and popcorn. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Than have the courage to have that conversation, to correct, to help people on the right track. The courage to tell somebody that their zipper's down to have food in their teeth. It's amazing to me that everyone's just talking to them. No one says anything. But have the courage to let people know, yeah, you probably should zip that up, take that out of your teeth. It's interesting. A lot of people just sit there and just don't say anything. So how do you become more courageous? Remember past victories when you were courageous. You stood up for what you believed, what you thought was right. Stood up for somebody else, admitted you were wrong. Any of those. It's always good to think about your past strengths and past accomplishments to get you in that mode when you need to be courageous. When you feel courageous, you act more courageous. There's no doubt about that. You can start off by taking little small steps, small risks. So it's not this one big, huge, monumental risk. And, you know, you can ask yourself, what's the worst thing could happen here? Now, be careful here because some people are like, I'm going to die, heart attack. <laughs> now, if you could be realistic, well, I mean, really, they say no, they hang up, they don't want to do it. You didn't get the business. I mean, really, what is the worst thing that could happen? And then a part of that, too, is spending your time on the future, your visualization. Can you see yourself doing it? Have you rehearsed that conversation in your mind or whatever you need courage for? It makes it easier to do. There's always a time to ask for help, to ask people what they would do in that situation. And But do remember, it's part of life. Every book on success, every successful person will tell you that every setback, every failure didn't make them a failure. They learned from it. They grew from it. They asked themselves, what do I need to change? What can I do better? They didn't just go crawl in a hole and I'm never going to try that again. They had the courage to try again, to be a little better, to adjust a little bit. So just because they failed does not make them a failure. So that is the B. O in bold stands for, drum roll, being optimistic. Yeah. As Winston Churchill said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. It's how you see the world. We've been talking about this. Pessimism repels 
your charisma, your leadership, your presence, being bold. It's not going to work out. Why try? It just sucks the life out of you. I mean, we all know, and we've hit this one pretty hard, that optimism can add years to your life. You have stronger social networks and stronger social support. Most optimists have higher levels of motivation, persistence, and performance. And even the belief in good luck produces a positive impression that causes feelings of optimism and confidence. And it's no secret that pessimistic people give up twice as fast as optimistic people. We know this. Again, not the person that's so optimistic you want to hit them. Just realistic optimism. Where are you going to get there? There'll be bumps along the road. That's okay. You are going to get there. So bottom line, you want to be more successful, attract more people, have more friends, be more optimistic, quit being so negative, pessimistic. I know a lot of crazy, weird things happening in the world, but you still got to look at all the good things in the world, all the good people you know, all the good things happening around you. If you look, you'll see them. If you look for all the negative, you'll see that one too. I'm not just talking about positive mental attitude when you're sitting on the couch thinking, I'm the best and people like me and I'm wealthy and I'm all about those affirmations. But if you don't have an action plan, (laughs) they're going to haul you off. If it's crazy, that's just kind of what happens there. But, you know, you still have to have a game plan. You still have to take action. That's all part of it. Part of it's your attitude. A lot of people don't realize that attitude comes from your expectations. You expect all bad things to happen during the day. Uh, Ding, ding, ding. That's what you're going to get. If you expect more positive things to happen, that's going to happen too. But you're going to have both. That's just part of reality. And I love the book. If this is a challenge for you from Dr. Martin Seligman called Learned Optimism. There's an assessment, the whole bit. Pretty good that this is something you can learn. Because it seems like as we age, we become more negative, more pessimistic. Not everyone, but mostly across the board. My observation I'm not gonna, I don't have a study on that necessarily, just put it out there. But we can all improve and become more optimistic. How? Choose. I'm gonna quit pulling people down, sucking the life out of people, looking for the negative and everything, and ruining everyone's day. Just choose. Part of this too is just taking full responsibility for your life, your past, your failures, things you've done, things you didn't do. Quit pointing the fingers and blaming others. Right? Just take full responsibility. And build on your successes and your victories. I think a big part of it is who you're associating with. Associate with optimistic people. Quit spending the time or as much time with those negative people in life that just really suck the life out of you. Take a look at your self-talk. Is it mostly negative, positive? How can you fix that up? How can you change it up? And what a lot of people don't think about, as far as mood and optimism, it can be based on exercise, diet, a variety of factors. So take a look at physically. If you're not feeling well physically, it affects every aspect of your life, especially including your optimism. So we have bold, brave, optimistic, and the L, love, love what you do. You're like, what do you mean? Be passionate about what you do. I mean, your success from your passion, you love what you're doing, you're changing the world. You don't need an alarm clock to wake yourself up in the morning. You are passionate. So when you love what you do, and it's making a difference, it comes across. And people want to be around you. They see that. When you're passionate, it doesn't matter what other people say. You're going down the right path. You know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm not talking about hype by drinking too much caffeine or Red Bull, or, but true inner passion. You don't have to be jumping around, but people know. Even if they don't agree with you, they know you believe in what you're doing. They believe with your whole heart what you're focusing on. You know, even if they don't agree with it, they respect that. Because when you're passionate, you're bold. 
People are drawn to you. They want to be around you. It's contagious. It's infectious. Nothing more than passion recruits the hearts and mind of your audience. Again, even they don't agree, they know that you believe in it. They respect that. For the most part, there's a few people that might go off the rails, but they know that you believe it, that you are doing what you're asking other people to do. So how do you become more passionate? Now, I've always loved to say that when you look at passion and charisma in general, and you have this message you're trying to present to people, ask yourself this question. Are you singing the song? You're really feeling it or are you just singing the words? Because they can feel it. Did you catch that? Are you just going through the motion and singing the words or are you singing the song? Are you singing that song? That's passion. Changing lives, making a difference, loving what you're doing. That's the L in bold. So how do you get yourself to sing this song? Be sincere in all your interactions. Be you. You're always being authentic and genuine in you, and you're always confident with what you're saying. And what I mean by that, when you're passionate about it, you're like, oh, what do you think? Well, maybe that's not a big deal. No, you believe in it. You're not being all wishy-washy. Well, maybe, hopefully. You have a definite opinion with what you're talking about, so get that definite opinion. And if you're not passionate about what you do, what you're selling, what you're influencing on, about anything in your life, Find something. And sometimes it's sculpting. Sometimes we think we're passionate about something and we, we work on it, we do it, and we're like, eh, not so much. So within your realm, your occupation, what you're doing, do a little more research. That helps you be more passionate. Find out the lives that it's changing. Read the success stories. Talk to the people that it's made a difference with. Those are all things that can increase your passion. And final one with bold, remember, brave, optimistic, love, love what you do, and the D stands for determined, be persistent. We all know that being persistent is more important than knowledge a lot of times. People, they just, they're persistent, they just keep going until it happens. There's something about being persistent. And one way to increase your motivation and being more persistent is tapping into your purpose. But this is kind of more of your mission, as W. Clement Stone said, when you discover your mission, you will feel its demand. It will fill you with enthusiasm and a burning desire to get to work on it. That's your mission. I mean, you can be passionate about your mission, but you have to figure out what it is. Your DNA coded for greatness. What is it that you need to do in this world? What problem do you need to solve? What issue do you need to change in the world and your community is all part of it. And when you tap into that true purpose, you're motivated. You're persistent. You are driving towards that goal. And we know that those that are bold, leaders that are bold, that are charismatic, have high levels of conviction. They're committed to what they're doing. They're dedicated to their vision. And they know they're going in the right direction. They have purpose. Now, many of you already know what that is. All right, pat on the back, good. But if you don't know, let me give you a few questions I've come up with over the years that help you get to your purpose. That might not happen overnight. You might need to think about these questions for a while, but powerful questions I've used in many seminars around the world. So just think about these to help get to that purpose because once you're there, you're bold, you're moving, you're excited, you're charismatic, and you are more influential. So here they are. So if you knew you would succeed, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? What would you do if you were guaranteed success? What would you try? What would you become? Is it a political office? Is it writing a book? Is it being a public speaker? It doesn't matter. As if you're guaranteed success, what would you try? What would you become? What would you do? Hmm, interesting. Here's another one. If you could magically and instantly change one thing in the world, what would you change? If a genie appeared and said, hey, one wish, 
You can change one thing in the world, your country, your community. What would it be? And there's probably a long list there, but for you, what would be that one thing you would change? Now, the one, imagine that uh, strange Uncle Frank has passed away. You're financially independent, left you $10 million. You no longer need to work. You don't need to think about bills or making money. You have all your plastic surgery. You've seen the world. (laughs) I'll just throw that one in. What would you do with your time? How would you spend your day? There you go. Fortune favors the bold. There's the acronym, brave, optimistic, love, love what you do, and be determined. That is your self-persuasion, more important than the other tools we're teaching you, because if you're not right on the inside, nothing really works out on the outside. Just saying, just putting it out there. Do appreciate you being here. Thanks for your feedback, your support. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about Maximize Your Influence. You can find it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, and iTunes, all under Maximize Your Influence. So check out the link. You can see the special of the week, 90% discount on how to become more persuasive and influential. Check it out. But hey, take something you learned today, apply it, use it, make a difference in your own life, make a difference in the world, and go out and persuade with power.